Hi. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here. I just had a little snack. Didn't realize we were going live so soon. I am here. Welcome to my channel. Here with Nicole. Um, she is an accountant and a reseller and also like 17 other things. We were just chatting about it. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to get into taxes and bookkeeping. That is going to be the meat of what's going on today. Lots of really good information. Drop any questions that you have as well, either in the chat, if you're joining us live or in the comments, if you have them, um, afterwards. And I'm pretty sure if I don't have it, I will put Nicole's information um, in the description as well, because you guys can reach out if you have questions for her. But she is a reseller and she is an accountant, which is nice because a lot of times you get accountants and they're like, well, I don't really know all of the reselling rules, right? So I brought her on here today to talk about that. Before we do that, I want her to introduce herself a little bit. She has her hands in like 17 different projects. So I want her to talk a little bit about all of the things that she does. Um, and then specifically about what type of taxing and accounting that she does. Sure. Um, so my name is Nicole Kalut. Uh, I'm an accountant. So I actually like went to school for accounting. So I have like a bachelor's and master's of accounting. Um, I also worked in accounting um, as a nine to five um, in corporate America for a while. Um, and then I've done some government work as well. Um, so I do taxes, bookkeeping, financial statement prep, and I did a lot of audits. So I've done like a million audits before. Um, so I've been to a lot of random uh, states in the United States, and I did an audit in Canada. So I've been to a lot of random states. I've been to so many states, I don't even remember. I have to check like my Delta app to see what state I have went to when someone asked me. Mm -hmm. I went to that state. <laughs> but if you're doing audits in different states, it's got to be interesting because they all have different rules and regulations, right? Yes, yes. It was, and it's a free trip, you know? So you get to, like, when you're not working, uh, you get to do other things, you know? So yeah. like, I would go for a month. Um, so you would go, so you fly, so you fly in Monday, and you leave back Thursday. Um, and then, but when you're in Canada or you're on the West Coast, you have to stay through two weeks at a time. Yeah. And this, cause you have a daughter and she's older. So were you doing this when she was around? Yes. Like, how are you doing that? Yeah. Cause I live, so I lived with my parents for a very long time cause I was never really there. Um, yeah. okay. so when she got older, I transitioned to like not doing that anymore, but she was like, so I started doing this in 2011 and she's born in 2008. Um, the traveling part started like doesn't was only for like two years, and then all the other time I was just traveling with between Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, you know, the Northeast. So I would come home every day, or year, but for yeah. like a year straight, for like a year straight, every month I would be in another state. Like it was insane. Oh, that's intense. Yeah, I mean, it sounds fun. Like if back in the days when I didn't have like a family, right? Like, and you just got a vacation and it was on someone else's dime, but having to like leave your daughter all the time, but you have to do what you have to do. So was it like external audit? So you would like go into other companies and audit their books and stuff? Yes. So I've done external audit and I've done internal audit. I've done a lot of different things. Um, I get bored. Very Not surprising. <laughs> very easily. So a lot of people that know me, I get bored extremely easy. So I've tried a lot of different things like in my life. Um, yeah. it was, when I was, you know, starting, like I would work sometimes 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. And then I would come home and then do my side hustles and like take it. And my child would be like up with me. Um, and then, uh, and you know, it's hilarious. I look back on it. 
like one year, it was like one and a half years she was homeschooled too. So I would come home. Are you? Yes. Girl, you are crazy. <laughs> and then my friends were like, you are insane. So I put her back into school. <laughs> but yeah, she was homeschooled for a year and a half. And you know what? She is so smart. Like she's going to advanced math. Um, so she gets all A's and she's going to advanced math. She's really proud about it. She's a really smart child. Um, so is, she, she, is she a teenager or preteen? She's a older. She's 11. Yeah, okay, preteen. I knew she was older. Well, I have a 14-year-old, but I knew she was older than my littles. Um, what's up, Jacob? So Leslie um, popped on. I was on with Leslie this week. If you guys don't know her, follow her for sure. Leslie has a gazillion things going on for sure, but I agree that Nicole makes us all seem like we are just slackers at life. So on that note, let's get in. So you do tax accounting and bookkeeping, um, and then you also, you're a reseller. Um, I'm going to let you do the whole line because every time I talk to you, I learn about something new that you're doing. <laughs> you know what's hilarious? Sometimes I forget all the stuff I have going on because a lot of it is passive stuff that like go like I, I wrote it in like 2011 and I get paid for it now so a lot of the stuff yeah. I forget myself and like people have to remind me when I'm talking about it so I might forget myself <laughs> um but I have a lot of which is awesome to have like that is the ideal and I know I've talked to Leslie about that too is like that passive income that you do it once um and then it just kind of is continuing to bring you some income yeah and I like what I really like, which is the easiest one, I would say, is the ebooks and uh, courses and ebooks. Because um, I did a ton of ebooks in 2011. Oh, I shouldn't say a ton. I did some ebooks in 2011, and I it now. People are still buying it, and I don't even tell people about it. It's just it's on Amazon, so it has good keywords. That was the key: is the good keywords. So when people type in the different topics, my book comes up. So I still get yeah. paid for it, and I made the ebook on a bet. Cause someone bet me that I wasn't gonna put something on Amazon and get paid. I was like, watch me. <laughs> so what is the ebook about? What's the ebook about? One of them is about like getting a job in accounting. And then the other one was something to do with some money book or something like that. And I wrote it in one day and I put it on Amazon because someone bet me that no one was gonna buy it and I was crazy. And I was like, watch me. And I'm still getting paid in, in 2020 from 2011. So I was like, well, mm, I'm getting paid and I'm telling you about this. And I, I literally- yeah didn't do any like I didn't take a course about an ebook course or anything. I just Googled and YouTube and looked at all the Amazon thing and figured out how to format stuff. Because Amazon has crazy formatting. Like you have yeah, to Yeah, Amazon's scary. Yeah, so there's a lot of different formatting you gotta do. So I just figured all that stuff out, submitted it. And I made my ebook cover on some random website that was free to make an ebook cover and put made an ebook cover. And the ebook cover is like my face. Like it's nothing it's nothing <laughs> I have to go look this up. Send me the link. I want to look at your ebook. I am a terrible writer. That's intense. That's scary for me. Yeah, I just, you know, it's just my face. Like the ebook covers are not special or anything. Um, but that's something I really encourage people to do is to make an ebook because somebody knows some topic that they can put up on e on um, Amazon. And like just one of my topics in the book is, you know, how to find a job in accounting, right? So it's not a special topic or anything, but some people are buying it, right? So yeah. I think people should just tr put it up there, try it and see. And I do a lot of things like I put stuff on pre-order, right? And then there's a lot of places where you can put stuff on pre-order and then they ship it to the person. So then you don't yeah. have to do anything. You know, yeah, you I've seen that. Amazon's intense. Um, yeah. And I am 100% with you on like, 
people want to know your like you don't always think that what you know is anything valuable because you know it right but there's people that will pay for what you know and especially now in the world you can get like you said you learned all of these things um and you don't have to i don't know how much your ebook is but you don't have to charge massive amounts for this knowledge but people will pay for it and you can quickly get on youtube get out like i know anything about youtube when i started and i was like well here we go let's figure it out right that's the wonderful world that we live in um so you have an ebook you're a reseller don't you do leggings too yes so that's that's i think leslie reminded me of that when i was on her uh, youtube i forgot about that so i <laughs> i made a clothing line uh some leggings and stuff and actually someone mentioned it to me like oh you should make something else so when things open up again i'm gonna make more things um so i like to go to different places and use different machines so there's different um tyson machines for different things you got to do but yeah um, do you sew them or you have someone else do it so I sew the basic stuff, um, and then I have the people do the fancy stuff, which is like make sure everything's lined up so it doesn't look crazy and stuff. Um, yeah. That's a whole other machine that I'm not interested in buying. So um, another thing I do is the pre-order, right? So I learned, I taught myself recently how to do a t-shirt design. Um, so I just, I just use Canva and different mock-up websites and made myself a t-shirt design and put it on pre-order. So it's not a risk for me, right? Because I put it on pre-order, and if nobody buys it, it's not a huge deal. So that's what I do. So, yeah, because I've seen those on it. Follow her Instagram for sure. I've seen those on um, your Instagram, but it's like a website, and you don't have to like you can have the design up, and no one if you don't pay for it, you don't you're not out anything. Right. So I don't ever mm. buy the shirt until someone um, buys it, and then it gets sent to them. Like, so I'm not losing any money trying all the 50 million things I do, I do yeah. a lot on a pre-order basis or in a way that doesn't cost me money. Yeah, yeah. except for your time. But then you know what's working, right? right. I like that pre-order option. And I actually think, so I had a shirt on, um, I think it was this week was in my video, but Girly Girl Styles did one and she donated everything to um, a charity. It was like kindness is always in style or something. I don't know. But I think that's what she was doing too. And then whatever sold, sold. And you didn't have to like buy it all up front. Um, and then they do all the work, right? You're basically just promoting their website. I don't no t-shirt. I don't do none of that stuff. I don't have no time for that. I don't make yeah. no the people make all the stuff. Um, I'm coming out with towels next. I'm seeing somebody buy the towels. Come out with towels next, okay? Put my, put, put something on it. And I bet you somebody's gonna I, buy it. <laughs> oh, for sure, yeah. I, see, this is, I'm writing down a list, talking to you, and I can't do this. I'm like, ooh, a t-shirt, that's a good, I don't have time. I don't know how you have time. I don't have time. Those are cute, yes. This is another thing, right? So I put this on pre-order, right? So this right here, right? Um, people can just buy this on my website and then they send it to them. So I don't have to hold the inventory of the cups, right? Yeah. I only bought one for myself so I could like show people like what it looked like or whatever. Yeah, on your Instagram and yeah. in YouTube videos, casually yeah. in a YouTube video. <laughs> and uh, people just buy it and then it gets sent to them. But I'm not I'm not here collecting cups and, and if nobody buy it, I got to hold the cups. I, I just got it on the website and someone buys it, then they get it sent to them. And this particular- And then you get a percent. Yeah, this particular place ships fast, and you gotta make sure you price it obviously more than the cost of the cup, more than the cost of shipping and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to have you back on for this because we could talk about this forever, but we need to get into taxes. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, that's we're right. never. <laughs> I know you have so many things going on that we could talk forever and not even get into taxes. Okay, so taxes. I have some questions. If you guys have specific questions in the chat as well, definitely feel free to ask. Um, 
Okay, we didn't. I thought we had a question and we didn't. I'm really bad about following the um, chat. So no. I want to start with. So you do taxes and bookkeeping. At what point do resellers need to start claiming their income and filing taxes? So you're supposed to report all your income, um, but technically, um, if you're under the standard deduction, so if you're married um, or if you're single, it's different amounts, right? So like right now for 2020, it's 12,200 if you're single, right? Um, and then it's like 24,400 if you're married friend joint, so like double that, right? And then a different price if you're head of household. So it depends on those amounts, but you're supposed to report all your income. Uh, and like eBay, for example, um, they have PayPal and now PayPal is kind of going away, but um, PayPal sends them information if you have 20,000 in sales or 200. Yeah. So they you, send you the 1099 on eBay. Yeah, they're going to know. So anytime anyone's sitting a 1099, the government already knows that you got that money. So if you don't report so it, don't, don't, yeah. yeah. If you don't report it, it's not intelligent. <laughs> yeah. But even because like Poshmark, even if you set, if you make so much, they don't report, they don't, at least right now, they don't. Um, And I, like, you're not going to tell us how to illegally do things, obviously. But so when you say head of households, I'm talking like, I don't know taxes. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people, I pay a CPA to do it. But I want people to be able to understand when they're paying a CPA or how to find a CPA or to do it on their own. So you're saying there's the deduction, like, let's just say, so it's not complicated. You said like 12,000. So if you're making under 12,000, then you don't have to like itemize it is what you're saying? Or what does that mean? You don't have to file, but you're supposed to report it. So it's like, it depends on what type of income it is too. So like if it's dividend income, that's different. Like it's a whole thing. It depends on the types of income. But like if you're just reselling and it's yeah. under 12,000, you might not have to file. But if you're married, then it's different. So it depends on what your filing status is. Whatever your filing status is. So does it mean that you don't have to pay taxes on it? Like you still have to report it and tell them I made this income, but they don't want to collect taxes on it until it hits a certain point? Right, because you're not going to be taxed at those different levels. Because if you think about it, if you put in 12000 of income, if your standard deduction is 12000 it just minuses to zero. If you think about it, like, yeah, yeah the 12000 will just minus to zero. But a lot of people will put it on if they want to do like a loss or something like that to get like a refund and things like that. But it really is to your advantage to file because you might end up with a refund. Like I know a lot of people, they get, you know, as long as you have someone that knows what they're doing and if you have a lot of expenses, because there's so many things that are expenses that people don't realize that you can just deduct against your income and then you won't even owe anything in most cases or you get a refund. Um, yeah, but and you don't want to be at the point where they figure out you're making money yeah. and you haven't been claiming it, right? Yeah, but if you can get... Yeah, and a lot of people put stuff on Instagram, like... It doesn't, you know, it's like they're going to see you, you know, making the money on Instagram because <laughs> you're you make a YouTube video about it, you know? That's so, right. Yeah. For sure those people yeah. claim it. Like, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I get messages sometimes from people like, should I say anything? I'm like, you're on YouTube and Instagram talking, oh, you just made this amount this month. I'm like, <laughs> this is what, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> okay so first question i'm already a little confused um i think i understand if people have questions it gets complicated and which is why i have you here and this is i'm going to start saying this too um, and i'm sure that you would probably agree talk to an accountant like nicole's going to give us general advice but everyone's situation every state is different i work with a cpa um 
it's not one size fits all. I just want to kind of have a basic idea of how to do things so that you know where to start to go from. Um, Drama Free Mama is saying, if I'm collecting taxes through eBay, but they are not in my state of Florida, I am collecting less tax than the 7% I owe. So when I pay my quarterly taxes, I supposed to be paying the 7%. Um, is he talking about federal taxes? Because isn't Florida, Florida is like a no income tax state. So I'm not sure what he's talking about. Is he talking about sales tax? Ask him, is I, I think they're talking about sales tax. Okay. I, so, I'm reading it as sales tax. Yeah. Okay. So sales tax, um, if you're selling on eBay or um, uh, Poshmark, they're collecting it for you. Um, so I let you, as long as you're not doing like a um, Instagram sale or on some other like small pack, uh, platform, they're already collecting it for you. Um, but a lot of people get a sales tax certificate and then they have to, um, you have to do a sales tax return still and you just put yeah. zero. So like in Massachusetts where I am, even though everywhere I sell, um, they collect it for me, I have to still file and put zero. Um, so because that's what your state requires. Yeah. But yeah. I get my sales tax permit because I use it to get wholesale items. So a lot of people need a sales tax permit to get wholesale items. So like if you use fashion, go like, or any of those wholesale kind of places, you need a seller's permit. Um, so that's why I use it, but not necessarily for the tax, but that's only recent. was it Poshmark only recently last year? I think it was that they started collecting the tax and people got all up in, um, you know, all irritated with it. Oh, you know, sellers aren't going to, I'm like, um, I'm sorry. Like we still have to say, pay tax one way or another. And now Poshmark is doing it for me and I don't have to like file yeah. it and keep people it right. All the time. People complain about stupid stuff all the time. So I just well, don't yeah. pay attention to it. <laughs> I just don't pay attention. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, but that is a valid point. And that is another reason that like people have asked me, like, do you do Instagram sales or do you um, want your own website? And my answer, everyone is different. My answer is hell to the no, because I don't want to track all that. Like I will pay glad, I will gladly pay the 20%, yeah. you know, 10 to 20%, depending on the platform for them to do it all for me. Like that's an added headache for me. Um, but that is something that you have to keep in mind if you are doing sales on Instagram or you're doing private sales. Yeah. Right. Then you need to start tracking it and collecting tax as well. Yeah. On that note, is there a certain amount of tax? Like, let's say you're collecting, um, doing sales off of Poshmark or eBay or one of those platforms. Mm -hmm. You always have to collect sales tax or is there like a certain, it depends on the particular state law, but most states, it's if you're shipping to your own state. So, like, I'm in Massachusetts, um, but it depends. So, like, in particular in Massachusetts, clothing mm -hmm. under 175 is no sales tax. So, even if I ship a clothing item, um, if it's under 175, which is all my clothes under 175, I don't have to pay sales tax. Or if I, or the customer doesn't have to pay sales tax. Or if I ship uh, to another state, I don't have to pay the sales tax. The customer doesn't have to pay the sales tax. So I, it depends per state because each state has different rules. So in Massachusetts, it's 175. But in other, most states, it's like $0, anything over $0, you ship to your home state. Uh, yeah. you so it depends on the state because each state. Yeah, is see, that's not worth the headache to me. Yeah. Like, I'll pay that 10% for eBay to deal yeah. with that. Yeah, but if you do, like, for example, if you sell on Shopify, so, so if you do an Instagram sale and um, you have it where they buy it on your Shopify, you can set up your Shopify with rules to collect um, it, yeah. to collect it and stuff. But if you're doing an Instagram sale, like, and you ship, you you have to know the rules of your state. Uh, if yeah. you don't understand yeah. the rules of your state, you need to, like, ask somebody. 
Um, but yes, that like you said, you can you set it up? Can you set it up on PayPal? Because like a lot of people would do like pay through PayPal. Then would PayPal do it too? Because PayPal will collect and send 1099s. Too, um, right? I don't do so when I do it on my PayPal, um, I just do it myself. But I understand how to do it. Yes, right. Um, but, so uh, you can do a lot of stuff on PayPal. So uh, we're going to get even further into this, but what I'm hearing is make sure that you have a CPA or contact Nicole because it gets very complex and the IRS is not someone that you want to mess with. Um, Christine is saying I saved probably owing almost 10,000 in 2018 with Nicole's help because I went through all of my expenses and did it right. Um, I had a huge 1099, so I would have owed that much had I not gone through it. Um, I am a huge advocate for paying people that are experts. Um, I have a CPA for a reason because they're an expert. Like even talking to you, you know, like you know it, you keep up, you know, 2020, they changed it to this. Like I'm not trying to keep up with that. I will gladly play someone who went to school and does it for a living um, to save my butt. And and it takes, for me, it would take hours. Um, okay, so, oh, my next question I think did get answered. Oh, and my next one. See, look, I don't even need questions because all my questions I came up with, we've already have casually came up in conversation. Um, so for taxes, what do like, let's say you're filing your own taxes or like, you know, I'm going to have you do it for me. What do you need to keep track of? Like, what do I need? Do I need to keep all my receipts? Do I need like, what do I track? So me personally, I tell people to keep receipts. Um, so I've done audits like myself, right? So I'm not speaking for what I heard and stuff, right? I do aud yeah. I've done audits myself, right? right. We always ask for receipts. And then if you don't have receipts, then we ask for other things like bank statements and invoices and things like that. But certain items, so like, for example, if you buy wholesale items, you don't get a receipt, you get an invoice. So then we expect to use that. But most people that are auditors know um, if you bought something from Goodwill, it's most likely, you know, a thrifting item that you're reselling, right? Most people know that, right? But okay. for example, if you bought something, if you give somebody a bank statement, and this is just common sense in my opinion, right? If you give someone a bank statement and it says Amazon, I don't know, 150 bucks, and that's all it says, right? And then like the date, right? How I know you didn't buy a dresser on Amazon, like yeah, how your kid's Christmas presents. Yeah, like. So I don't think it's enough to say, like, just show something that says where you bought it in the item, unless it's like a place that is obvious for resellers, like Goodwill or I don't know, TJ Maxx, you know, like the stuff. Yeah, that but like Amazon, you're not, I mean, because Amazon, if you're ordering on Amazon, you're not getting like paper receipts. Like I don't keep anything because I don't want to keep all the junk. I'm just like, well, if someone asks me for something, I'll just go through and at that point in time, I'll go through and like go through all my stuff. Yeah, but even um, Amazon lets you go back, right? So you can go into the Amazon and see what it is. But if you have a bank statement that just says, and this is all you provide to the person, right? Oh, yes, right. Amazon, the amount. This is just an example. It says Amazon, the amount, and a date. Like, how I know what the heck you bought. Like, how I know it's related to your business, right? But I see you, what you mean, yeah. The detailed, you know, receipt from Amazon, the detailed email, or whatever you want to call it screenshot whatever from amazon then i know what it is right but if you you know and i i all the time deal with like different states um that you know audit people and then you have to give them all this documentation right so this happens all the time right and we have to give them the sales report so the poshmark sales report yeah we to give them um all the different receipts we have from going to goodwill going to savers going to here 
Um, and they just want to see that the income is real and that the yeah. expenses are real, basically. Um, like I recently, so, like a month ago. <laughs> so, um, and they were not, they did not tell me to send them my bank statement. So that's just, that's just what happened to me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I see now you're going to make me keep everything. I usually just track it, but that like, I'm in the same place as you like goodwill is obviously that. And then anything else, if something happened and I got audited and I needed to provide it, it would be a pain, but I could go through Amazon and count everything out. I could go through and as resellers, I mean, this is specific to resellers. There's really only a few places that we shop, right? Like thrift stores for sure. If you do like wholesale, then you're going to have like those invoices and then maybe you buy some like supplies on amazon or you go to target like do you yeah. know what i mean like there's not and then it would be a pain but i could go like i have a target red card so i could go right. through they keep all of that information um i throw my receipts away because it's junk um girly girl styles definitely follow her she provides lots of really good um information on tracking your numbers and she shows her like not full disclosure how much she made and how she tracks everything really great channel and lots of really good information as well too but she says and make sure your cpa who understands reselling my yeah. new tax professionals are not experts and i have to work harder to help them um which is true every tax accountant is not created equally yeah. um and it's not like it wouldn't be on the CPA if they didn't do it. Like if you don't provide them the right things, right? Right, yeah. exactly. You have to provide them the right things, but the person also has to understand what the right thing is when it's presented to them too. Um, and it's, you need to be doing either, either hire someone to do your bookkeeping, right? Or do your own bookkeeping. So like QuickBooks. So if you have an inventory-based business, a lot of people use QuickBooks, right? Uh, and if your accountant should be able to give you a discount on QuickBooks, right? If that, if you're their client, right? You should be able to get a discount through them. So like I get all the people I do bookkeeping for, they get a QuickBooks discount, right? Um, so that's what you're supposed to do. Um, if you have a service-based business, then there's FreshBooks and your accountant should be able to give you a discount on that too, right? Um, so and then can the accountant work through, like they already know how to do it and they can pull the reports that they need and everything, right? And it just makes it easy for them. Yes. So you give them access so they so when they get access to these accounting systems they cannot change anything in your bank accounts or any of your credit card statements but you have to connect those on your quickbooks so you get a different password um than your accountant your accountant has a password so i have a password that goes to all my clients there's one yeah. password um it's so it gives me like access to categorize stuff and import so you can see stuff like that but i can't change anything that is coming in. So like, I can't change any of the transactions they had in a bank statement. I'm just categorizing things like that. It doesn't change anything that's happening in your bank account. They can't transfer money to themselves. So it's, it's really set up uh, really well, I think. Yeah, so for you to report with. Um, so back to this, keeping your receipts or like being able to go like back on Amazon, how far back is seven years? I'm making that number up or is that a legit number? <laughs> a legit number. Um, okay. so I've been on Amazon since 2007 and they let me go all the way back. So that's why I like using Amazon to purchase stuff. Um, cause it's really easy and I know everything is already there and you know, it's less work for me and they ship fast. So I get a lot of my supplies from Amazon. Yeah, I do too. Um, and it's kind of funny. Um, I was talking to, so I, I'm doing this uh, thing with Chris from a daily refinement. We chat every week. Um, and it's funny because I go on Amazon for everything, but like 
hello, I sell on eBay. You can get most of the things on eBay. And I just, it just does not even cross my mind to like go to eBay, which is terrible because then it means other people aren't doing it as well. Um, but I am totally like an Amazon. That's the first, like, especially now with everything that's going on, like I'm totally an Amazon girl. Um, business account. So do you recommend having, I mean, someone, who was it? Drama Free Mama is saying to use a, one credit card for all your business purchases, um, having a business account. Is that something that you recommend? Yes. Um, and if you have an LLC, right, or some sort of business corporation, things like that, um, you're not supposed to have personal expenses in your business account. So that's piercing the veil. So if someone sues you, they can get your personal assets, even though you have an LLC. So it's really important to make sure that you keep everything separate. Um, and it's way easier, like this person said, um, it's way easier if you have everything in one business account. Because when you connect it, like in QuickBooks, for example, when you connect it, you'll see everything on there and it's easy for your accountant to just categorize it. Um, but if you have it in like 50 million accounts, then it makes you have, it, it makes more work for you. Yes, yeah. I, this is terrible. Um, and full disclosure, this is real life. I... I still use my personal account because my husband does all our finances and I don't want to have to track and manage my own stuff, but I need to get, because I didn't realize if it, cause I have an LLC, but I didn't realize if it was in our personal account, then that's basically doesn't mean anything. Right. Like, yeah. all right, well, I'm going to the bank this week. Well, what is today? Saturday. I'm going on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I have been hesitant to be getting QuickBooks or Quicken um, just because I don't want to learn anything new. But I think it's pretty. So do you recommend you recommend QuickBooks or Quicken? Um, I don't do no Quicken. Uh, QuickBooks, um, I, I recommend if you have an inventory based business or you can do FreshBooks. Um, but most people do QuickBooks um, because there's like a million YouTube videos on QuickBooks. If you don't understand how to do QuickBooks, um, I have a course on bookkeeping, but you can literally Google on YouTube how to use QuickBooks. But all the different softwares that come up, there might not be that much YouTube videos about it if you need to learn on your own. So it's better to get a well-known uh, software like QuickBooks. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you've quit. Like me and my husband were talking about this yesterday, and I was debating it again. But after talking with you, I need to get my life together. Um, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, you're an accountant, so it's not like a big deal to you, but it's the least favorite part of everything that we do. Um, okay, so what is taxable? Um, like what can we take out? Like you take out expenses, what counts as being taxed? Like what do we need to track and then what counts as expenses? I mean, obviously it's a broad range, but like let's talk specific to resellers. What should you be tracking that could be counting as an expense? Another good thing is if you use QuickBook, you can literally just type in the location um, and your particular like home address, like if you're going to uh, say Goodwill, any of your different places like that, when you go for uh, inventory, you can claim all that mileage. So if you have QuickBooks, you just oh, it tracks it for you. It tracks it for you, right? And they even mm -hmm. have. I don't do this because I'm, you know, I'm too suspicious. But you can do it a way where like they, you know, send some sort of signal to your car or something, and it automatically does it. Um, yeah. Do that, but you could do that. Some people do that, right? Or you can just type it in, um, and then it'll automatically calculate. And the good thing about QuickBooks, if you're doing taxes on your own and you use like TurboTax, you can just export it into TurboTax, and all your information is in TurboTax already categorized for you. Um, and it so tell me too. I'm, maybe I'm making this up too, but 
like if I shop at the same Goodwill, then it like after a couple of times, it ca- it catches on that that's an expense for me. And then it categorizes it for you. Right. So yep. at the end of the month, I probably won't have much to do you unless to- I shop somewhere new. Yes. You have to make a rule, though. So yeah. if you make a rule, it's not going to automatically do it for you. You got to make a rule. I'm making, I have post-it notes all over it. Was I talking to you about this or someone else? I have like 17 billion. This is like my to-do list. I have pink ones. I love pink. Yeah. I think we were talking about it or maybe someone else. I think, okay, I'm writing a note. Otherwise I'll forget to do this when we get off the call. Um, Can you just make a rule? If you make rules for everything, you go to the same places, then you'll have less work to do. Yeah. I know, but it's the work up front that I just keep writing off. Right, I know. I need, but like, I need to get my life together. I can't have say I have an LLC and YouTube channel and I'm a reseller and not be legit. So, y'all are holding me accountable. Um, when I do my Monday call, well, probably not this Monday. Maybe next Monday. Make sure that I got my life together and you guys too. Like, let's be accountable on this. Um, so, oh, so I was gonna ask how you recommend tracking. So you would say QuickBooks for tracking. What's the cost on that? You can get a um discount if you have an accountant right. are there like different packages to buy so there is a higher package if you want quickbooks to track your inventory so most of my clients uh, some of them use the higher one for inventory and then some of them just track it outside the inventory part and then they pay like seven dollars a month um for everything else that quickbooks does uh, oh, that's not bad. yeah but if you want to track inventory then with the accounting discount it's like 50 bucks a month so a lot of people just track inventory outside of QuickBooks. Like with my dashboard. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay, so $7 a month. I'll know which one to get for that. All right, I'm going to go sign up for that. Um, I need to get my business account. The next, it does any, if people have questions, um, definitely, if you have specific questions too, you can ask in the chat. Okay, so let's talk about finding. Obviously, you do this. If you guys are looking for someone, Nicole um, does this. She does bookkeeping and reselling as well. Um, and bookkeeping and filing taxes as well. Um, if you're looking for someone specific, like you want someone that you can talk to face to face or someone around you, is there a way to find people who do it in reselling? Yeah. So a lot of people, so if you want someone that's local, you have to kind of ask, do they know about reselling? Right. Um, but there's a lot of people online, right. Um, that do reselling, that do taxes. So you have to go with whoever you feel comfortable with and whoever you feel is most knowledgeable about the topic. And it's basically, you want to be comfortable with the person. You like their you know, rapport or whatever. Um, but there's lots of people. Um, in person might be harder um, because they might not depend. Like if you live somewhere that's like, I don't know, there's hardly nobody there in that, in that, uh, <laughs> in that state, like a, a really small state or something, there might not be that many people, um, a specific person that knows reselling. But I mean, most people do like a million, all the states, right? So yeah. you can just get someone. But I, I don't know. People like to, some people like to do in person. And then you have to find someone that knows how to do it. So if you're not doing it in person, is it like, I mean, how do you, like you just said, like, you, let's say you have QuickBooks, right? And so then the, you just log in and you file things for them and you can just like set up a Zoom call or call them if you have questions. Like with technology now, that's not really necessary. Yeah, that's what do. I do. I do Zoom calls. That's exactly what I do. I do Zoom calls with people. Um, I don't ever meet with anyone in person, even the people in my same state. I, I never meet with anybody in person. I always just do Zoom calls. Um, yeah, I've actually haven't met my accountant in like three years. 
And he lives here. I like, he's like 10 minutes away. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone says, oh, someone gave you some money. I guess. <laughs> some money. Um, oh yeah. Super chat. Thank you. Um, I am a sole proprietorship and I use Sarah's dashboard. Love it. And my own spreadsheet for taxes. Would you still recommend QuickBooks? Seems like an extra work. In your, in your dashboard, so I haven't seen your dashboard. I've only seen screenshots of it, but does it's it? It's not for taxes. No? Okay. All right. So then you don't need it then. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. No, no. I, and I, I consider doing something like more financial and um, taxes, but I, that's not my expertise. I know how like math, I don't know tax rules, financial laws. Um, so if you use the sales and trends dashboard it tracks your inventory so you would have the information in there to be able like you could give it to kind of like the Poshmark sales report right like it has all of your inventory it has your cost of goods it has your shipping it has your fees and then what it sells for so you would have but it doesn't have other expenses you know like okay. there's not like a tab for like supplies or no. okay um I can so I keep that separate and so I I'm kind of where drama free mama is um i use my dashboard and then i have a separate spreadsheet that i track everything in and i like um categorize it but as i'm getting more streams of revenue it's getting more and more complex um and then it's also in my personal account well our family account um and it's getting so i think and everything that i've heard i think quickbooks is probably simpler right like because it just connects to your bank account yeah, if you have still, so I have other sources of income, right? So I like fresh books for the other sources of income, right? Because it can, like, if you're doing, like, say you're, um, for example, say you're a consultant, right? And you have, like, a lot of different um, customers, it'll tell you in fresh books, like, okay, this is your highest paying um, customer and this is what they like. Like, it does all this, like, analytics analytics for you in fresh books right as far as like you know, so now i need two no, well i'm not saying to get two i'm just saying i like that for service space so like i for my like reselling and stuff i like the quickbooks because it you know it's they're the master for like inventory based stuff but you can still do inventory in fresh books but i think that if you're not an accountant you might not understand what's happening um in fresh books for inventory um, but if you have someone that does it for you, then it doesn't matter. But if you're I think, yourself. yeah, I mean, I think probably, and this is what I've been meaning to do because I have a CPA. And so essentially it's going to be whatever he says to use, right? Like this is what I know and that's what I'm going to be using. Um, but I do think once you get to a certain point, like when I was going to the Goodwill a couple times a month and making a couple sales, like tracking in my own spreadsheet was not a big deal. Um, but now, like, I'm going to start getting YouTube income. But that's not a service. Is that Would that be a service-based? Like, would I QuickBooks still be able to do? It's not. Yes, it, um, QuickBooks. So I have people that have YouTube income. So, like, one of my clients is, like, a YouTube star. She's the one that's trying to convince me to do more YouTube. But I'm not fully there yet. Um, but okay. she's like a YouTube star. So, But we still use QuickBooks for her because she does inventory-based. Yeah, um, because but, that's the majority of my income would be. Yeah, the majority of her income is. Uh, she sells like t-shirts and she sells like her different merch kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So she just likes to stick with cookbooks, but she started off on merch stuff. But if you're not selling inventory, then it's nice because it tells you like what's working basically. Yeah. Um, Which you know me, I'd love that for sure. You would love yeah. that. You would love yeah. fresh. 
<laughs> but I don't do enough. So in when the kids go back to school, depending on where things go, um, you know, I've considered doing like classes and consults and stuff. And then that's probably where I would maybe want. That's another thing about passive income. So like I have a bookkeeping course, right? I make it one time um, and mm -hmm. then I only add like updates. So if, if a law changes or something like that, then I'll make another video. But I don't necessarily have to make another video because the concepts are all the same, right? Yeah. So that's another form of passive income is if you make a course um, to teach someone a skill, you know, and then you make it one time and then that's it. People just keep buying it off your link. Oh so. yeah. I, I mean, I have three digital products <laughs> that exactly. make me, yeah. It's just finding the time. I want to make courses to go with those one to support people who buy them. So then they know how to use them. No. Um, it's just finding the time and now the kids are home. So we do have a question and this is an interesting point too, because from what I've researched, there's different ways that you can track your cost of goods. Um, like the different methods. Can you She's asking for the best one, but maybe can you talk about the different ways to do it and then which one you would recommend yeah. for resellers? So there's a lot of different ways. There's average, um, LIFO, FIFO. There's a whole, it, it's, it's all very complicated. But um, if you go, if you only go to the bins, right? So meaning like you, you only shop at Goodwill bins, right? Then you can just do the average uh, method because then you just take all your items minus the, all the amount of the inventory minus the amount of items, right? That's good. But if you are buying all different price points, then I like to use the best the best thing in my personal opinion. Everybody have different opinions. My personal opinion is to do the cost of the item, um, and then I track that in my own. So I have I give all my clients like an Excel spreadsheet um, of how to track it, right? Um, and it says like bought from this place the amount, and then they can kind of look at that and then it says like a sold, and then it says like how long it's been in inventory. So then they can kind of tell like which locations gave them the best profiting items and how long it took them to sell. Like, So I have a little spreadsheet going on for that. Um, yeah, and my, so my sales and trends dashboard tracks that, but not from like, you couldn't file taxes with it. And so like, if you, so you figure out how you want to account for your cost of goods, but for tax purposes, do you account for your cost of goods when you spend it or when that item sells? Um, so I do it when the item sells, that's what I do. And when the item sells, uh, cause you, when you, if you look at like, say you go to a turbo tax and something like that, they're going to ask you what is the amount of purchases and then they're going to ask you what is the ending inventory if you do the math on that it's saying it's the minusing of all that is the cost of goods sold so a lot of people say different things but if you look at tax software like you can even try it for free and not like go all the way to the end that's yeah. what it says that's what it says in the software so i think uh people should look at that and it'll tell them what to do um okay sorry so it sells so like let's say i'm talking like for the full year you buy all of this inventory but you're only saying your cost of goods for that year were the items that sold and then you're taking the other stuff to the next year that hasn't sold yet yep that's so it's not necessarily yeah and this is where tax like it like boggles my mind because to me like that's not math like i bought it now it came out of my account now like that's what i should account for it but like tax laws are like all i mean that's what i've learned but there's different ways to do it yeah. too some people do it um when you purchase it first in first out or something i don't know all yeah. of that. you probably know methods there's like a million different methods um that's the method i use because i find that that yields me the biggest return 
Like as far as oh like, boom, I like that one. That's what I do. I, I, me, I'm all about the money. That's my personality. So that's what I do. But people yeah. can do whatever method um, they feel works for their business. That's what. And I do. correct me if I'm wrong, Carrie. As long as you're doing a method that's you know a correct legal. method, yes. right? Legal. That's the right word. Um, you and you also just have to stick with it. Like in January, you can't do one method and March the next and right. Like you have to just, it'll say that on all the main softwares, it'll say like, what did you do last year? Like we didn't use their software. It'll, it'll say all those things and I'll say, what method are you using? Uh, it'll say all that in the tax softwares. Okay. When do you have to file quarterly? Like when do you need to file annually? And at what point do you need to start filing quarterly? So quarterly, I my rule I go by is if you think you're gonna owe more than a thousand bucks, because then they start penalizing you because they feel that they could have had that money and you're sitting on it and they've been waiting for it. So that's what yeah, I they want their money to yeah. make off of. Yeah. Yeah. And QuickBooks, another thing I like about QuickBooks, right? They calculate the quarterly taxes for you. If you so if you have your bookkeeping correct, right? Um, QuickBooks calculates your quarterly taxes so you can just take the number on the top go to the link and pay your quarterly taxes like you don't have to fill out any fancy form you just do like your name and like the amount and stuff like that you just click oh the and it has a straight link for you to yeah you did it's really easy if you have books, but you have to make sure all your bookkeeping is correct as a quickbook so if you don't have anything categorized correctly or if it's just all uncategorized then that number is going to be wrong but if you have that your bookkeeping together you just go on that link and it'll tell you exactly like in plain English, it'll tell you what to do, you know? So that's why. So, I like that. Yeah. How, and I'm going to reach out to my accountant after this, but since I have you on the call, how big of a mess is it going to be for me to switch mid year? <laughs> like I, yeah, like I'm going to have half a year in my, I mean, you're an analytics kind of person. So I don't think, I think for most people it might be a lot of work, but I think since you, you know, you'd have created like a, that whole data dashboard. So you'd be fine. <laughs> I think you'll be. Yeah, fine. I have. I have all of the information. Yeah. It's just it's chaos right now, and it takes us forever to go through and figure it all out. Um, that if QuickBooks, I think I just need to pull the trigger. So, you guys keep me accountable. Everyone who's watching this on my next call, not this Monday. I won't be able to have it done by Monday because it's Saturday. Um, but yeah, keep me accountable. Um, I need to do it. I think that's definitely where I need to go after talking to you. Um, I think that is, are there other things that we didn't bring up that you think that need to be shared or if other people have um, specific questions or other questions, I think I covered everything in the, yes, wait, well, let's see what this comment says. That looks like a big comment. Maybe we want to, my cost of goods is the price paid fees. Plus I have a separate shipping column as well. That gives me my return on investment. ROI. Yes. I don't know what he means by fees. Um, that I would guess seller fees is my guess. So like Poshmark fees, eBay, included in cost of goods sold when you do your taxes. Like that's an expense, a separate expense between besides cost of goods sold. So I'm not sure if he's talking about that or some other fee this person is talking about. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I this gets very complex for me, which is why I didn't include any of it in my dashboard. Because I was like, I don't understand this well enough to know. I You have the information in there if you want to track it and figure it out. I just look at like gross numbers, right? Like what is your gross number going? Talk to a CPA or someone else who knows other things. Yeah, um, yeah and uh, FreshBooks right now, um, 
if you if you're interested in fresh becoming like a service based company right now because of the coronavirus they're doing a whole bunch of promotions yeah. um so a lot of places are doing a lot of promotions uh ebay fees yeah ebay fees is separate yeah. paypal fees separate effects yeah those are not included in your cost of goods sold cost of goods sold is strictly just what you pay. Yeah, yeah what you pay for it unless correct me if i'm wrong unless like let's say there's something that goes with that like i had to like i took it to the dry cleaner does that count as an expense or would that count for my cost? I put that as dry cleaning expenses. I don't put that in my cost of goods sold. So the only thing that you count for cost of goods is the, what you paid for the item. Yeah, and sometimes people pay sales tax or they pay shipping. So I include that if they pay that. Like if they're not using their wholesale permit, I include that. But, oh, yeah. So like people now are sourcing online. So if you're buying something from Poshmark and you pay $7 shipping, that goes into your cost of goods. Right. Right. That makes sense. I consider that mentally in my head. I consider that. Yeah. Um, when I decide if I want to cause it or not. Um, oh, yes. Drama free. And I'm sure you're similar to this. I always say junk in, junk out. Um, if you put bad junk, you know, bad data into my dashboards, it's not going to tell you anything. Same with taxing. You got to keep your bookkeeping up. Um, I need to change my spreadsheet a bit. Yeah, it gets complex. I am a huge, especially with this. It is, I mean, people have degrees in this. Like <laughs> you go to school four years and continuing education to learn all of the rules. Um, it's not, I I don't know. I'm a huge proponent of paying people um, for what they're worth. And if you're going to be owing, right? So I'll tell you an example. So if you're going to be owing money, right? So say you make a lot of money net, right? Then it makes sense to hire someone um, so they can find all the different deductions because not everybody knows how to do that, right? And then like if you're making like a lot of money, right? So say you're making like six figures and up, then you need to be set up like an S-corp depending on your state. Like there's different ways to set up your business so you can save on taxes. Like it's different stuff you got to do. So if you're a regular person that doesn't know anything about accounting, you might not know that and then you get a big tax bill, you know, when you do yeah. your tax and yeah, you get a big tax bill. And then also like the IRS is not someone that I ever want to mess with. Like they're going to win. <laughs> and, right, and, like, I mean, I don't know. I can't fight against the IRS and I'm not willing to go down that path. So I am trying. And I'm also very about like doing things legally, right? Like if something happens, it's because I honestly didn't know. But that's why you pay someone who does know to do what you're doing. Um, so let's talk because I have a lot of people like I would say I'm, you know, this is my income, but like you're a side hustle person. You're kind of just doing this here and there. Do you need to worry about all the things that we're talking now? Or you kind of just say I made $30 on Poshmark this month, claim it and you're done. Um, so it depends. So it depends on how much you're making, if you're selling your personal items, like it depends on what you're doing. Um, so I always report, I always tell people to report their income. Um, because if someone reports you to the IRS, like people can report you to the IRS and get, get like compensated for reporting you. Like people, people are crazy. Like if they don't, if they're jealous of you on the internet and you write, no, if you make a whole YouTube video about, hi, I made 20,000 this month, but I'm not going to file any taxes on it. And then like this other lady is like, oh my God, I made $5 this month. I'm so mad. And then they, yeah, and then they a lot of people are really nuts. So you know, I always say, you know, to make sure that you file your taxes, report your income, and just deduct your expenses against it. And if you owe a big tax bill because you didn't set up your business right or you didn't, you know, do your expenses right or whatever, 
There's payment plans you can be on with the IRS. You can be on payment plans. There's all kind of things. And another thing is something that's really funny to me. Throughout the whole virus time, the IRS has been available if you owe them. So if you owe them, they're always available to talk to you. Oh, for sure. (laughs) If you want a refund, they were like not available for like several months. Uh, But if you owe them any money, they're always available to talk to you, okay? About payment arrangements, about anything. They're always- can you like can you like backdate at all? Like, let's say you know you started doing this like a year ago, and then it got really big, and now you're like, oh, like I need to like be legit with this. Can I go back to last year and redo things, or like once you've already done it, it's over? You can amend your taxes. Of course, that's going to make them look at you, but you should amend your taxes. That's what you should do: is amend your taxes if you did it wrong. Uh, you should amend your taxes. That is going to make them pay more attention to you, though. It's like, okay, why? So make sure if you amend your taxes, make sure you know what you're amending and you're going. You got to look at stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been very informative. I'm going to um, leave the chat open for a minute if anyone has any questions while I let Nicole do a shameless self-promotion. We talked a little bit about it before, but if you have any, um, with all of the things that are going on, you can, people can reach out to you if they want you to do their taxes and bookkeeping as well. But you have various different ways of income. Um, So anything that's going on that you would like to promote on my channel um, while we see if anyone has any questions. Sure. So I have an Instagram. My Instagram is Nicole Kalut. So you can see the spelling of it here on the screen. How do you say your last name? Uh, Kalut. I say it Kalut. Oh, um, yes. That sounds way prettier than how I say it in my head. <laughs> it's not going to be my last name for long. It's going to be simple. It's going to be Mitchell soon. Uh, oh, next- yes. I couldn't remember if you had gotten married or you're about to get married. Yeah, about to. It's July 23rd. Yes. Oh, yes. Congrats. Thank you. I have so I have a Shopify store, Nicole Grace Collection. You can get my cup there. You can get my T-shirts there, and all the different stuff I have on there. My my lip gloss. Oh, my lip gloss. I'm, that's my, I got lip gloss going on. I almost forget. I got a lip gloss. Vegan, cruelty free lip gloss. Okay. I woke up one day and decided I wanted to make lip gloss, and so I figured out how to make lip gloss. Number one, I figured out how to do labels. Where to get uh, where to get the tubes? Where to get the boxes from? You know, I I love figuring out things. Like I can. I can just say, I can wake up one day and decide I want to do something and then I'll just figure out how to do it. Um, it that's the amazing world that we live in too, like with the internet. The internet has everything you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google and YouTube, this, everything is there. And now IGTV is going to be monetized. So you're going to see yours truly, doing a lot of IGTV videos, yours truly. Um, because that's a huge way. Uh, and my friend, uh, my client that is a uh, YouTuber person, uh, she taught me a lot about how to do the whole YouTube thing. Now I have to actually implement and make, uh, start making YouTube videos. But she actually told me like what to do with the keywords and stuff. So now I kind of know. But um, this well, way- send me, yeah, send me a DM and let me know because it's, uh, it's just YouTube's intense. <laughs> it's a lot of work and it's hard to yeah, figure it I- out. You know, I'm I'm not a YouTube expert by any means. I think I have like five videos or something. Uh, but <laughs> so I'm not a YouTube expert by any means. Okay, uh, I'm just learning from her. But yeah. um, I'm I think I have like a hundred subscribers, something ridiculously low. Um, but I my plan is to get IGTV monetized. I want to like yesterday Instagram shared my Instagram business shared my account. Um, and today I connected with some people on a conference. So I'm a master connector. Um, I like to connect with the right people and um, build relationships with people, right? Um, so I'm all about that, building relationships with the right people. 
because um, that's really helpful. Um, and also surrounding yourself with people that are going places because then you are going to go places because you're around people that are going places. So I like to do that. Um, but yeah, I have a bookkeeping course. Oh, I should mention this. So my friend, so I also do affiliate income, right? So I have yes, like, yeah, I need that. So I have affiliate income. And so this month we're promoting my friend who's a lawyer and she's going to have a subscription, a law subscription in which people can ask lawyers questions every month and do different like live sessions with her. And then she's going to have a whole bunch of contracts. So it's like podcast contracts, influencer contracts, things like that. So I'm offering my um, money course. So I have like a side hustle course that I came up with and I'm doing it live um, at the end. So it's going to be like the end of the June month and people get it for really cheap that buy her legal subscription. So I teamed up with her to do that this month. So if you're interested in all my 50 ways of my 50 jobs, uh, <laughs> you can join and we're doing it live. We're doing the class live. My friend came up with this. She told me to do this. I'm like, all right, sounds good. So we're doing yeah. this live and people can ask questions and we're going to like log into different websites and show you how to do it and things like that. So if people are interested in that, they can find it on your Instagram? Yes. And you can just DM me if you're interested. Just DM me and I'll tell okay. you about it. Oh, hey, I am. So. Oh, hey, Lizette. Um, we did have one more question. I'm pretty sure I will come back and double check, but I'm pretty sure your stuff is in my description. Um, and if you have any specific links that you want to include, you can come back on the comments and put them down too so people can directly link to stuff. Um, there was one question before we sign off. Valerie is asking, is there a way to separate items source versus personal items from our home as it relates to the seller report? So if you're talking about the Poshmark seller report, there is no difference. Um, you can make a comment uh, on the, you know, where it says like the inventory portion that says like personal or something to remind yourself, you can do that. Um, so you would have to do that before the item is sold. So as soon as you post it, you can put in the comments personal item. Um, I utilize the comments a lot. Um, the part where it says like cost and something skew, I utilize that stuff and put little notes to myself. Yeah, which is smart. And that's a valid point because I hadn't thought about like on Poshmark, it's all just one closet, right? So if you're selling stuff not necessarily for income, you don't want to put that into your business. So you would just take it. Is it legit to just take it out of the Poshmark report and be like, oh, that was my own personal item. So I, I've, I've been talking to people about this and they debate with me and then I send them the IRS publication that says it. So, well, that's what I'm going to follow. Yeah. And that's what I say people should do. They should don't listen to people on the internet because they don't know what they're talking about. Okay. Go to the IRS. We're on the internet and Nicole knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Go to the IRS website. So there's the IRS publication. I put it in some Facebook group. Some lady didn't know what she's talking about, but you have to put it as an investment sale. If it's above the amount that you paid the amount that you paid for the item. And all you have to do to check this, right, is go to the irs.gov website and then type it in the search common selling personal items. And then the publications will come up that'll tell you exactly what to do. But if you sell the item for more than you paid, and then a lot of people don't know what they paid, so then they have to put zero because they don't know what they paid. But if you know what you paid and you paid more, then you have to report it as an investment sale. So you can't just not report it if it's personal. And it's if, on the wait, if you paid more than you get back from it. Like, no, no, no. So like, or the opposite. So if you make more than you pay for it, yes. which is not likely, you just have to know how much you not pay likely. for it. Cause that's not likely the case. Not likely. Unless it's like some collector or something, right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's good to know. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this wonderful Saturday. It's Saturday. It's today's Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is still like, I mean, things are starting to open up a little bit here, but it's still like, what day is it? What is happening over here? Um, yeah. So thank you for joining us on Saturday. If you have questions, for Nicole specifically, she's very active on Instagram. You can definitely reach her there. If you're watching this in the recording, you can leave comments down below as well. I mean, you can leave me comments. I don't. On this topic, I have no idea. I will likely direct you to Nicole and either make sure that she sees the comment or um, send you to her Instagram. If you like content like this, um, make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the like on your way out. I love doing these lives. I don't know everything. Um, I know data and I can talk about that all day, but I like learning in allowing a platform for that. So if you guys have certain topics that you would like to learn more about, send me a DM. If you're an expert in something and you'd like to come on my channel, send me a DM and we will talk about that as well. I will see you guys on Monday for my reseller accountability. That is open to anybody who wants to come. It only allows three people on the software. Um, so I do have to cut it off at that. But the first people that send me a DM, we just chat about what we did for the week and get encouragement from each other and accountability. Do not hold me accountable this week for my business account. That'll be next week. Um, <laughs> but you know, we don't have staff like we don't have um employer or what do you co-workers right because we're all doing this individually so i like to have when we get ideas every time i come out away from those i come up with other ideas and just good conversation with each other so join me on monday either in the video if you want send me a dm on instagram um, and i'll send you the link for that or join in the comments if you don't want to have to brush your hair or put a hat on <laughs> Like, uh, you know, it's it's summer due. Um, you guys are going to see a lot of my hats because it's the summer and I don't want to have to do my hair. So that's it. I hope everyone has a good weekend. Nicole, thank you so much for your knowledge and joining us here. Um, and I will see you guys on Monday. Bye.